Which horror franchise do you think would best translate into a Saturday morning cartoon? Well, Mark, I've been thinking about this a lot because it's all I do. <laughs> franchise or movie? Either one. Yeah, okay. character. All right. I think the uh, Conjuring people would make a good Scooby-Doo-esque cartoon. You'd obviously have to really G it up, you know, take a lot of that PG. Get some Snoop Dogg in there. Did no. you mean gangster it up? No, 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 uh, no, no. A child it up. It's a different G it up. <laughs> but yeah, you could do like a every week they, ah, uh, they would have gotten away with it too type uh, okay. show. I, th- I think it's a good idea. So you'd have um, the uh, the father and wife. Ed and, and Lorraine. Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine. Warrens. The Warrens. Yes, oh. the Warrens. Did I say the Lorraines? The Lorraines. <laughs> So Ed and Lorraine Warren, but they got to have like a talking animal, right? They got to have uh, no, take you, their daughter. You Just take their daughter with them. It That's could be a kid or, or maybe they somehow, you know, because they, they managed to do it with the Slimer. They spin Annabelle into a... <gasps> a That's where I was hoping yes. you would go. Okay. There. Okay. Annabelle is like their fucking like connection to the like... Yep. I hate this. I'm, I'm in for it. <laughs> Annabelle's the good this. character now. Yeah. She's part of the team, but she's always getting slime on uh, exactly. <laughs> like Lorraine But I think it should always kind of be like, does she actually have like the Warren's best interest at heart? Yeah. Is she going to come through when they need her? Oh, she well, did. Well, she needs Woo. to be more mischievous than right. like Eve deadly murderous. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so good choice, John. I like it. Thank you. What do you got, Garrett? Uh, I picked Monster Squad. Just also because good I mean, you got all the monsters, you got mm-hmm. a group of kids, you know, you could have like different monsters being summoned back, you know, you could have like different versions. It'd be kind of cool to do like how they did the Ninja Turtles. They had the old like black and white versions, the eighties versions, and then like the modern day versions in a, an episode. You could do the same thing with like Universal's new dark series, like Benicio yeah. del Toro's Wolfman versus like Monster <laughs> Squad Wolfman. I don't know. I was trying to think of something like, I don't really, I don't really care for Saturday morning formats. So, um, <clears throat> I was trying to think of something that would at least be mm-hmm. entertaining. And I figure, you know, with, with those classic monsters, the kids, there's there's something there. The idea of like bringing something to kids like that, right, was yeah. always to kind of twist the property around. And then almost to the point where some of these cartoons didn't really resemble the movies they're based on. See Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, I wonder, would it still center around the kids' monster squad or would it be centered around the monsters themselves? I think it could be either or. I think yeah. one weekend you could have, um, you know, the kids have to go on a thing and maybe they have to recruit, you know, like Frankenstein's, their, of course, their buddy. And then he's all like, you know who would help with this? Wolfman. I'm going to go get Wolfman. He's going to help us stop this pack of killer sheep. You know, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Or then maybe they're like the monsters are all like, new monsters are taking over our neighborhood. We got to get these kids to help us push them out. You know, there's, there's so many options you can kind of like go around. Yep. Maybe just have like a five week series of old scary German guys history, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be like the segment, right? Like they'll have a live action segment at the end where the old scary guy teaches kids something important. If you, you know. want pie, be sure to <laughs> yeah. kick Wolfman in the nards. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> I don't have to not guy. sound German at all. I don't know <laughs> what that was, but... Um, yeah, it's a good idea. I think the cast of characters is there that I think it would translate pretty well in a cartoon. Agreed. You guys remember Camp Candy? No. Yes. It's a cartoon based on John Candy who ran a campground. <laughs> okay. And uh, my pitch is going to be for a Friday the 13th cartoon, and it's going oh. to be... John Candy has hired Jason to be an assistant camp counselor. Um, think the cartoon Beetlejuice. Remember how the bad guy Beetlejuice? Well, you know, the antagonist right. is turned into the main heroic character, but he's still a little mischievous. That's what we're going to do with Jason. He's going to be on the team with the counselors, and he's okay. always going to be slightly trying to kill them all the time. And like, <laughs> no, 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 Jason, we don't do that anymore. 
I gotcha. I can even see the the tagline. He stands out, but can he fit in? Oof. You're good. Thank you. No, fuck that. Don't don't encourage this. He's perfect for Saturday morning (laughs) cartoons right there. Oh, boy. I thought also just to make it fun, like it's not just a a campground for kids, but it could be for otherworldly creatures too. Like, I don't know, baby Medusas show up one week or, you know. Monster camp. It's a mixture. Yeah, it's a mixture of human kids and monster kids going to camp. So it's kind of like Hotel Transylvania in a way. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm picking up here? What about like a um? Uh, picking what, up what I'm putting. What were the fucking Tiny Toons Baby Show? Tiny Toons. It's called Babies. Tiny Toons Adventures. No, 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 uh, no. The Muppet Muppet Babies. <laughs> okay. Muppet. The Tiny Toons was like the baby versions of Wonder Woman. I was yes. like, no, no, can we right. get more? It's a sperm and an egg. <laughs> Muppet Babies, except with like little baby Freddy, little baby Jason. I'm surprised that happened already. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, right there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> guys, Who'd I be think, nanny? Uh, oh, Lynn Shay. You guys yeah. do remember how fucking terrible Saturday morning cartoons were, though, right? Yeah, but you're looking through the lens of an old crotchety right. man. You got to think again when you're a kid, and they were amazing, right? Eh. And you're raising the next generation of horror uh, fans. Yeah, look, gotta no. get them young. No going, one, no going. one ever got into the Muppets because of Muppet Babies. I think I probably saw the Muppet Babies before I, I saw the Muppets. I was more exposed to Muppet Babies as a kid, yeah. really, because they weren't airing the Muppet Show. See, right. I was like, I was exposed to Muppets. I was exposed to Looney Tunes. So when stuff like Camp Candy and stuff like that started coming out, I was like. Eh. I, I just sat there like through the other cartoons waiting for Looney Tunes to start. The hour and a half of Looney Man, Tunes. I love Saturday morning cartoons. Fucking Animaniacs. Was, I think it was that wasn't school, Saturday morning. That was after school, but yeah. All I, mean, those I, I mean, I watched them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still watch the Saturday morning cartoons. Like the MVPs was one of my favorites. Tailspin. The 80s cartoons main purpose was to sell kids toys and advertising products, right? True. So yeah, they're not good. He-Man is terrible now. <laughs> Transformers hardly holds up, if at all. But yeah, back then, man, it was like all about the crazy lights and the cool characters yeah. and like, man, I want to play with that toy. So, it worked too. I don't know. That's what that's what it was. But there's really not Saturday morning TV cartoons anymore anyway. True. That's all by the wayside. But uh, we got 24-hour cartoon TV stations now, so I don't feel like we get to like complain about that. We it's like just more of what we... I want what I had <laughs> back then now. I want more limited <laughs> options with less time. Bring Trust back. me. We can complain. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. You're welcome, Mark. Nice to meet you. <laughs> that is Garrett and also joined with John. Yo. That was John. Mm. Oh, John, you did that? Uh, I threw my voice. It's a talent I have. Oh, I probably man. shouldn't be eating Twizzlers while I'm trying to talk. Mm. All right, I'm going to stop. At least I'm always eating on the podcast. If you guys, I got to stop doing that. You're always hungry. You know, what can I say? I'm a man of many appetites. <laughs> what have you guys been up to? Nothing. I literally don't have a movie to talk about this time. I know. It's crazy. Well, wow. I know. Fucking IRL, guys. I wish I could just retire and watch horror movies all day, but not quite there yet. If you get some kind of sponsorship from Hulu to watch all the garbage stuff they put on I there. would do it, man. Hit me up. <laughs> don't you, you wish people would pay us to do this? <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, sponsor. I'm just kidding. There's no sponsors This episode there. of The Grave Talk brought to you by The Sizzler. <sighs> Love The Sizzler. No Ponderosa, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Welcome back to Steak Talk. <laughs> it's a steakhouse. You can talk anyway. about steak all day. Um, anyway, what have you been see. up to here? Um, I dabbled in Resident Evil 2. Oh, you finally played it. Finally started it. What do you um, think? It's pretty amazing. 
I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm capturing some footage from it. So um, maybe we'll have like a little quick like how Garrett plays horror games, which <laughs> is kind of just as sad as watching Garrett play or Garrett watch um, PT. It's a lot of hands covering eyes and a lot of like, you know, high pitched princess screaming. Um, nice. You know, the classic tough guy routine. High class prince. Or just a princess in princess, general? Princess. Okay. The voice gets real high when I scream. I want to hear you sing Purple Rain. <laughs> oh, you know what? It'll be the end of this episode. Okay. <laughs> um, and then... That uh, remake, I won't talk about it too much, but man, that is a masterclass in a remake, dude. Yeah. They've done exactly what they needed to do. It's fantastic. Oh, I know. I've got a bone to pick with you assholes. So let's go ahead and get this started. On a previous episode, you guys brought up a movie called Ghost Story starring Martin Freeman. And right, it I sounded it, it sounded amazing. Yeah, don't don't lump me into this because uh, that was a Mark suggestion. But you, but you saw it though. You said you saw it though. Did I? Yeah, you said I thought you said you saw it and you liked mm. it. It was one of those vague memories that came back as I described. Oh, it. Like, okay. Oh yeah, I might. Right, have seen it. I may have burned in. through some garbage that week, Bro. you know. But like, <laughs> so as you guys know, my favorite song in all existence is fucking Monster Mash, and Mark failed to mention that the in song in credit song of this movie was the fucking Monster Mash. So you know what? To hell with you guys. If it's you ever want me to surprise. watch it. Yeah, why would I, I want to ruin the surprise? I haven't watched it yet. My roommate watched it based off your recommendation, Mark. And um, Would you really have been as upset if you came to it naturally? Oh, I would have called you guys at like three in the morning and <laughs> been like, this is amazing, you sons of bitches. Why didn't you tell me? I, you don't find me another movie that has Monster Mash in it. It's so rare. Is it in Little Monsters with uh, Fred Savage? No, it is not. Uh, They missed the boat there. Anyway, I just wanted to say shout out to the Monster Mash. And going forward, if you guys watch any movies, mostly you, John, because you watch a ton of movies, and it has a Monster Mash in it, lead with that. Okay. If you want to get me to watch a movie, if you know what, if critics, if if movie makers, critics are out there and you're trying to like bribe the grave talk, just put Monster Mash in it. There's a good chance you're going to get a positive glowing review. I wonder what the licensing fee for Monster Mash is. I don't know. It was a graveyard smash, so I assume it's very high. I wonder what Bobby Pickett's estate like (laughs) is raking in off the Monster Mash. I would love to think that they're like fully like just retired in some huge house just because of the Monster Mash. I mean... We can only hope they brought that gem to America. So see this all around you. Monster mash did all this. Is this is all mash money, baby. This mash is all mash money. money. <laughs> see that third yacht over there. Monster mash. Maybe we should put my monster mash print on the, uh, yeah, the merchandise store with your puppet master thing. Do it, man. Speaking of which, we'll probably get that shit done eventually. Someday. Um, <laughs> Or we'll just keep talking about it in perpetuity and never do it. <laughs> we'll, just say, we'll just say we sold out everything and it's all limited edition and be, you guys can talk amongst yourself of who has it and then you'll we'll just put up playing. JPEGs and put sold out on sold everything. Out on everything. <laughs> well, speaking of monsters. And mashing them. Did you guys see Aquaman? No. Wait, what are we, why does this have to do with? I'm getting there. Did uh, you see Aquaman? We saw Aquaman. Did you like it? Uh, it was a movie. It wasn't bad. It was a movie. 24 frames every second. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, compared to other DC movies, pretty solid. Compared to a quality script, not so great. But a, a action-packed, amazing popcorn movie? Fuck yeah, I was in. It was a dumb action film that I kind of got exhausted halfway through because there's so much going on screen. But at part of that movie, they go down to a trench and abyss with these fishmen. They are going to make a spinoff horror movie about those awesome trench creatures. Are you fucking serious? I'm serious. I got to quit saying fucking. I'm so (laughs) upset right now, but why? What does that have to do with any... Damn it, DC. I don't know. Every time they like fucking shoot the monster, they then shoot themselves in the foot immediately afterwards. 
THR reported that because of the smash success of the Aquaman movie, they're going to spin this off into its own movie. Because everyone loved those things. That's what made <laughs> this movie such a success. I had forgotten about those until you just mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, it's a great scene. Forgetful. Completely for sure. creepy. But the thing is, how do you pad out an hour and 30 minutes with that? I hope it's actually underwater. I'll tell you what. I am a sucker for underwater films. Yo, like, my dude. Right. You get it. Yes. I love underwater films. Sub films, uh, submarine films, like one of my favorite genres. You can combine like horror and underwater together. All right. I'm on board. You know, mm-hmm. I'll suck mm-hmm. up shitty sphere just because it's underwater. Well, you'll love this. Details of the take are being kept submerged. Oh, but clever. it will be set in the kingdom of the trench and will not feature the main Aquaman cast. Yeah, they can't afford that. The <laughs> details of the trench. The thing is, it was a race of people that basically like went feral. They don't even have like a, uh, oh my God, DC, why are you doing this to me? It's going to be called The Trench. That's the name of the film. And you know what? Let's palate cleanse. It's because the abyss was already taken, so they're pissed about that. (laughs) Avengers Endgame is coming out in May. Fuck everything DC's doing. That was April. April, whatever. Okay, yeah, because Captain Marvel comes out in um, March and then April. Yeah, Yeah. so right away. Very excited. Just just go see Avengers Endgame. Go see Captain Marvel. Go see Spider-Man. Um, or I if you want an underwater movie, like John said, The Abyss. The yes. Abyss is great. It's great. Hunt for Red October is great. Oh, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide mm. is great. Just a lot of... Jaws 3D. Pretty Exists. good, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's... Wow, uh, I just do not understand their mindsets. Superhero horror movies. Like, do you think they get credit for just blowing money and like losing it? Do you think yes. it's one of those things like they ha- they like if we don't if we don't lose like ninety million dollars this year, we're gonna totally get fucked? <laughs> they write it off for tax purposes. <laughs> oh. We wrote off the trench. I don't know. I you know I think this one it'll be shitty, but I bet it'll make money because they probably only gonna it's gonna be low budget. It's gonna be PG thirteen. No it's, Momoa. It's gonna no be money. like well, Momoa th- equals money. That dude's <laughs> chest is a fucking blank check. I'm sorry. I'll stand by it. That dude has got Sign it. Sign between going the on. nipples, would you? <laughs> I have not been around women this swooning over a man in a long time. And I get it. I mean, he's an attractive dude, but... Questionable actor, though, at times. Eh. At times. They're not paying him yeah. to act. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's not getting the money for his acting chops. It's for his muscular biceps. That's it. Um, I think we need to wait and see how this new offshoot of superhero horror does. We've got, what is it, Bright? Uh, James Gunn's... Brightburn. Brightburn, his superhero take on horror movies oh, coming yeah. out. That's his right. evil Superman. Um, which sounds intriguing. Uh, then we have the X-Men New, New Mutants, Mutants yeah. which is going to be interesting, which I think we're going to go see that in the theater. I think we'll see. I don't know if we'll do an episode about it. We'll just see how it is. If it's good enough, we'll probably do an episode about it. If not, it's at least be like a mini episode where we can talk about... Because I just I don't know how horror you can make that because I know the New Mutants front and back and i'm like there's potential there but how the trailer is shot like a horror movie if you if you've seen it yeah but that doesn't um, say much most horror movie trailers are like exactly void yeah, of suck. anything um but i don't know it'll, it'll at least give us an opportunity where we talk about comics things okay so we're gonna talk about <laughs> comics all day today <laughs> all right unless you got anything else we can move into the movie today which is 30 days of night was in 2007 it yep. was the Wayback machine this was also one of my recommendations because I fucking love this movie. It's a great one. This one. I'm glad you two said thumbs that. Up. I wondered about you, John. No. I, was, I was like, I don't know if he's going to dig this one as much as I, I'm digging I know. It. I love this movie. I think John's got some numbers for us, and we'll get to that in a second. I have some numbers. Uh, he's got a six. I've he's got, got, got a nine. <laughs> Do you, are you fans of sevens? He's got a seven. Uh, 
This one was directed by David Slade. Um, I didn't really recognize the name, no. so I looked in. He's done a lot of music videos. I could see that. Um, he did do a movie called Hard Candy in 2005, where it's about a 14-year-old girl yeah, trying to catch... he did that movie? Yeah, Sexual Predator. Wow, that's a rough movie, too. Um, yeah, it's actually a really good film, so... Which... Hmm. Is very interesting. The next movie I'm about to tell you about, if you haven't seen it, did you guys look them up? Do you know? No. No. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at what the next movie is? I couldn't even begin. Twilight, number three, Eclipse. Ooh, Eclipse. That was a good one. Okay. Once he got got into the vamp, once he was bitten by vampires, he couldn't let go, I guess. Oh, boy. Then he went sparkling off into the water. John, you're in a roll tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was all, he also put something out in 2018 that sounded interesting called Nightmare Cinema. It's one of those anthology things. Oh. Um, along with him, it was also Joe Dante of Gremlins, Mick Garris of Critters 2, and uh, Raya, I'm going to, sorry, probably butcher this, Ryuhai Kitamara and David Slade. So they all did little stories for this. That's cool. Uh, 30 Days a Night stars Josh Hartnett as Eben Olsen. I do not like that it has a B in it. It's annoying. So we'll call him Evan. But the first time Evan. I saw the movie, I thought it was Evan also. And then I watched <laughs> yeah. it with subtitles this time. And I was like, oh, it is Eben. Which I thought they changed it from the book and made it Evan in the movie. Mm. But I actually kept it true. Actually, they changed his last name. They changed his last name, yes. Yeah. Uh, Melissa George as Stella Olson, Danny Houston as Marlowe. He's the main vampire. Ben Foster as the stranger. Mark Rendell as Jake Olson. Mark Boone as Mark Boone Jr. Sorry, uh, as Bo and Manu Burnett as Billy. This was produced by Sam Raimi and hmm. Robert Tappert. This is like after Sam Raimi was coming off of like uh, Drag Me to Hell, Spider Man right. Two. So the dude had his hand in all sorts of pies. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 51% out of 157. The audience score is a 56% wow. out of 458,830. Oh, People man. don't like it. That's that seems wild. low. Yeah. It's just interesting because... It should be like 30% higher at least. Before we started talking, or before we started recording, John, you mentioned how Twilight might have just ruined all vampires for everybody. Right. Yeah, I was going to touch on what I liked a lot about this movie. It was a refreshing flashback to before Twilight came and ruined vampires. Um, so maybe the people who hate this movie are big Twilight fans. Other no. than like um, Let the Right One In, that's a vampire movie, right? Yes. That's yeah. a big like, one. Other than that one, like there hasn't been like a lot of like non no, young I- A um Vampire films, right? I think John's right. I think the Twilight series may have really handicapped the whole genre of vampire. I wouldn't say handicapped. I say definitely sent it in a direction that is not as recoverable. I think that's a handicap. Yeah, yeah. It's in a tailspin. <laughs> it probably... For all of our Twilight fans out there, which should not be a lot of you, but for all of our Twilight fans out there, we don't judge you. You're handicapped. Oh, <laughs> damn, Mark. I Just kidding. I think it's, it's obvious that we're not big Twilight fans, but it's it's like irrefutable that vampires are different now than they were in 2007 for sure. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, here's what the back of the DVD has to say, and we'll get into it. Josh Hartnett of The Black Dahlia and Pearl Harbor crosses over to the dark side in this bone-chilling adaptation of the cult hit graphic novel brought to the screen in all its demonic glory. In a small Alaskan town, 30 days of night is a natural phenomenon. Very few outsiders visit until a band of bloodthirsty, deathly pale vampires mark their arrival by savagely attacking sled dogs. Does it say deathly pale? It does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, you think I'm just ad-libbing over here? <laughs> I didn't. I'm I didn't think so, but I was like, surely they wouldn't actually put that on the back of the box. They did. Go ahead. 
But soon they find there are much more satisfying thirst quenchers about. Human beings. One by one, the townspeople succumb to the living nightmare, but a small group survives, at least for now. The vampires use the dark to their advantage, and surviving this cold hell is a game of cat and mouse and screams. That is terrible. Yeah, That is a garbage box. It's not even accurate. It's not (laughs) even like, they came for the dogs, they stayed for the people. It's like, no, that's absolutely not what they did. Wow. That's a garbage box. It's pretty bad. Thelma Adams of Us Weekly says, jump in your seat thrills. Oh, okay. Whoever wrote the back of that box should feel bad because they did bad work. Yes. You're bad and you should feel bad. Yeah. Everything you're doing is terrible. I just want you to know this. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Janosch. John, I would like you to take a moment. Yes. And please describe to anybody that just came out of a bunker what a vampire is. Are we really about to explain what a vampire is? Here's what a vampire is. Yes. A vampire <laughs> is a supernatural creature that feasts on human blood. Has to be human blood normally for whatever reason. There's something magical about our blood. Uh, and it has whatever powers writers decide that they want to give these vampires at uh, that particular time. Traditionally, immortality, super strength, super speed, some kind of minor mind control normally. Glimmer, glamour, glamour, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, and then their one big weakness is the sun slash UV light, uh, which burns them and causes them to disintegrate painfully. And also stakes to the heart, right? Yes. Stakes to the heart, heart and garlic are also traditional weaknesses of the vampires. Uh, that's the gist of them. That's correct. Did we ever see if they could see the reflection in mirrors in this movie? I don't think I we don't ever think covered that. Came that. Up. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that one seems to be dropping by the wayside. But back in the day, a big part used to be they couldn't they see their reflection, own reflection. Yeah. yeah, and they can't come into your house unless you invite them in. That's another vampire mythos that has sort of dissipated. I think that the creators of these vampire stories play fast and loose with the rules. Depending yes. on what they want to do, include, they'll, they'll do what they want. Obviously, Twilight, they twinkle in the light. They don't yeah. burn to death. Um, sometimes, as we'll see in this version, like it doesn't require a stake to the heart. You decapitate them. Just take the head off, right? Yep. But these vampires in this movie definitely differ from your traditional Dracula. Yes. Vlad. They're like borderline like zombie, like fast zombie vampires. It's a cool, it's a cool iteration, I thought. Yeah. Because it's not just the two incisor sharp teeth either that was for puncturing and drinking right. blood. Every tooth like in the shark mouth. Teeth, man. Yeah. They get yeah. shark teeth. And the, man, they're off-putting like, yes. to look at too. Their brows get kind of weird. You know, yeah. they, their eyes kind of get slanted. I mean, it's... I, I was thinking of a lot of a comparison to the lady in the painting in the It movie. Oh, Remember really? the Picasso lady? Like, especially uh, the wo- the woman vampire, like her face facial features were all kind of squished in and pointed. And I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think that, but I can. I can kind of see some of it. Yeah, these vampires were very like, like I think you mentioned, like shark teeth. They're like land sharks almost. Like they're just like fucking killing machines. They don't stop moving. They don't just sink their teeth in and start drinking blood. They're like ripping throats out. They're just like like slashing left and right with their mouths. Tremendous. Very gory. This movie. I forgot how gory this movie was, but holy shit, it is. It goes hard. Right. There's one scene way near the end that we'll talk about that I was like, whoa, I totally forgot about. Yeah. Do you guys like this version of the vampires better than more, or is there like a particular version of vampire that's your favorite? I um, love this version of yeah. vampire. This vamp- this version of vampire is way more scary than like your... It's uh, like more animalistic. Yeah. Um, I think the other version can work. Like if you look like True Blood, for example, I think there's a good, at least the earlier seasons, like take on 
a more traditional vampire. And it works. I just think the traditional vampires are mired so much in like, and I mean, this may be the appeal for some people, like in, in these rules and these kind of like, you know, like, oh, they're, they're everything we want to be. And it's like, it really takes away the whole monster aspect of True. it. Because I feel like if they were that cool, it's like, hey, you know what? Just bring me a dude every week and I'm going to kill him and I'll keep you guys like, being badass. I feel like there's a, there's a group of people who'd be like, yeah, we're on board with this. There'd be some town out there to be like, we just drop a person off every week. You know, like it's yeah. blue box or whatever it is for. Is it the blade with the familiars? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, drink a little, you are good. But I mean, I, I like this because it really kind of, you know, goes into the whole, like vampires are viewed as monsters and they should be seen as kind of monsters and they're very monstrous. Now they have this, the, the powers and stuff like that, but See, I, this movie didn't touch a lot on the backstory, which we get in the book, the the comic, which was originally written as a comic, scrapped to be a film uh, proposal, didn't uh, rejected from every studio, went back to being a comic, got made as a comic, and then got picked up as a movie again. So, um, yeah, and the comic was written by Steve Niles with art from Ben Temple Smith. Yeah, uh, I think that initially released on IDW. Yeah, IDW did in that in two thousand two. Yeah. Hmm. And it was three issues originally. I mean, I remember reading them when they came out. And it was really it was really good. It was a... Because I'm not a huge vampire fan. I'm just going to say that straight out. I don't really care for most vampire movies. But these vampires, I thought, really encompassed, like, what society would see them as monsters. Like, yo, we're not okay with you. As opposed to very classy, high, flutin, you know, like, what are they? Almost a Legends of the Fall vampires. But um, interview, interview the Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Those versions, the Victorian-esque, yeah. like almost dainty to a degree, but I, I, I kind of, uh, I feel like I, I would like to see a new classic take on the Dracula story. Yeah. Like it's been a long time since we've had a Dracula. Now movie. this Dracula turn into a bat. Is that still in his powers? Cause they've really dropped the bat. Transformation. Oh, the bat yeah, absolutely. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Like I want to see that again. And, okay. And like I'm also partial to the Castlevania series, a very Dracula heavy story. Right. right? Was, so. was Gary Oldman's uh, Bram Stoker's, yeah. that's the last big Dracula story we had, so. right? Yeah. Wow. Okay, weird. I think we're primed for a Dracula movie. I think now's the time to strike. Yeah. We're thinking to do it in the Dark Universe thing, but that whole thing went tits up. Yeah. They just said they passed that on to somebody else to do. Did um, they really? Yeah. God, I, just so many companies just dropping the ball everywhere. But anyway, yes, I like the vampires in this because they were legit monsters and they actually was scared so rarely. Am I actually like worried about vampires? I'm just like, okay, they're vampires, guys. We know what to do. Done and done. And they have so many weaknesses also. And then, but this one, it was like, yo, you better run. These things are like fast. They're dangerous. For all intents and purposes, smart they're too. unstoppable. I mean, yep. they really don't successfully stop them, obviously, until the very end. Uh, Blumhouse is going to start doing the Universal Monster movies, and he's doing a remake of The Invisible Man. Oh, I did hear about that. With that Nicolas okay. Cage? John, you may have been... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's so. a throwback or a, a patented throw forward in case this episode... Yeah. Comes, I think this episode comes out before Mandy, so... yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so they scrapped the Universal Monster Movie uh, universe, Jeez. and now Blumhouse is going to take a crack at it. Oh, good luck, Blumhouse. John, you gathered some data for us. Oh, I did. I was just going to drop it in in appropriate times. Okay. But, um, yeah, so. All right. Look forward. What kind of data? It was filmed in 80 days, I'll tell you that. We could start with that. Okay. 80 days of night. Did they film it during the 30 days of night? No, they filmed it in New Zealand because they went to Alaska and were like, it's way too fucking cold here. 
and mm. then changed their mind and went to New Zealand and filmed it there. So was all the snow fake snow? Uh, yes. yes. And it was well, also wow. off No, it was real snow, real snow, but it was all like put like on a machine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was filmed in the daytime and they just color corrected it yeah. to be Day night. for night. They okay. true fold that shit. Well, I give props to all of them because I never once thought this was New Zealand and that too never <laughs> thought it was daytime. <laughs> so well, good job there. there. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you kick us off, Garrett? The movie starts off with a, the, what is it? Paramount? Who made this movie? Is the one with the, the lady holding well, the I think that's torch. Paramount. TriStar? No, TriStar is the, the wing. No, horse. Paramount's the mountain. Yeah. Anyway, the one with um, the one with the lady holding the um, the torch. Twentieth Century Fox. No, <laughs> that's the lion, right? But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> we are just all <laughs> over the place. Anyway, see how well your logos work. Companies? A movie. A movie. A, a movie company made this movie, and um, <laughs> it starts. And the thing is, that they had like I love when movies do this, where they incorporate the movie logo into the feel of the movie. Agreed. So this was like very sepia tone, kind of black and white, kind of faded out, like it was almost like dusk. And then it fades in and we are watching a dude standing out in the middle of like what looks like a frozen ocean, like on the edge of a cliff. Columbia Pictures. Columbia. There we go. (laughs) Hey-oh. Never would have guessed that. And this dude is like looking back at this like abandoned like tanker ship that looks like it's just, it's caught in the ice. Yeah, it's a really cool scene. It's so creepy looking. And then this dude basically starts heading into the the edge of town and he kind of overlooks this town and you find out that that's Barrow. And then we start getting a, like a, a run of the mill cut of life, you know, like what um, our characters are up to. Eben is uh, driving with the, the dude, right? Yeah, they're going to change the population sign because everyone's right. leaving Barrow because it's about to be dark for 30 days. Yeah. And so it's going from its population of 600 and whatever, 500? It's like 500 down to 100 to, or something yeah, like it's that. Good. It ends at 152. That's the number okay. that he is okay. uh, swapping it out with. Yeah, we get introduced to Eben and Billy, uh, <laughs> our, our crack team of cops. My roommate was like, what the hell just happened? Did we miss something? Why is the population just dropped 400 people? I was like, <laughs> no, they're leaving. She's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Frozen Ebola. Let's hit the town. <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst kind. Um, yeah, so then it's just lots of, like you said, slice of life scenes of everyone leaving and, and people introducing each other. You know, they're introducing you to characters. And there's like a fire marshal who I don't, I guess I missed like, is she Eben's ex? They're, they're, they're husband and wife. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, okay. They're actively still married. They're definitely on the rocks. Like, okay. Yeah. She's staying with somebody else. She's about to leave town yeah. during this whole nighttime thing, but gets trapped in town because uh, right. she gets in a wreck. Yeah. The Some worst guy with a wreck. snow plow like runs a stop sign and runs into her car. Yeah. He almost killed her and was like, sorry, man, my boss wants this. Uh. <laughs> and it's like the brakes locked up. I don't know. And she's like, God damn it. I was like, that's a fair response. I was yeah. like, you almost got cut in half by the trencher. Yeah, it was crazy. And they call it the trencher because it's got this huge, like, uh, chainsaw, like, front end that basically digs a trench in the snow so you can actually, like, make, like, pathways yeah. and stuff. And then, like, so weird shit starts happening. We see that somehow, and this is, like, out of, considering it's a supernatural movie, this bothered me the most. Somehow, the vampires stole everyone's cell phones and set them on fire. All the satellite phones yeah. in the town. Strange. They'd do something like this. Maybe someone got a little upset about their roaming charges. Stealing satellite phones makes sense. You can hawk them. You can run up charges on somebody else's account. But burning them. Youngsters? Pulling some prank? No. They left a note. Fuck you to their parents. Or the world or whatever. Well, you know, I guess we'll figure it out. And he's like, it's a pretty smart move, though. But like, you don't. So you, right. you get the idea that Eben's actually smart and want to think outside the box and kind of piece shit together. 
Billy's more just a standard cop, but... Um, so are we to assume that Ben Foster's character went into the town yes, and stole all the phones? That's exactly what he did. He went in and stole the phones. He went in there and killed the dogs, which we'll get to in a right, minute. That's like the next thing that happens. Dude, he's like fucking super thief. Well, yeah, he's... I don't, I don't buy it. Everybody's cell phone in town. I think, yeah. I think they picked him off that ship <laughs> because he had the skills. stole 152 cell phones. <laughs> well, it was like maybe all. 25 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, I know. But like, I, dude, you couldn't get my phone you gonna out of my find them all? without me how, knowing how, about it. Yeah, how does he know where every single person Anyway, look, the dude's resourceful. I don't want to pick the because the rest of the movie, like, it doesn't even matter. They just had to get cell phones. This is where we lost 40% of the viewing audience. This is the cell phone <laughs> right scene. <in> <laughs> so, this is where the 50% if can, comes from. If you can push yeah. past that, the rest of the movie is much, yeah, it's great. So, as mentioned, we get a, a strange wanderer comes into town. Um, he's, he's been foster. I don't think they ever give him a name in the film. No, uh, but you come to find out that he was let go by the vampires. Like that. he was, he was one of the crew members of the ship. Cause the vampires come over on the ship because, so here's a little backstory. It's not in the, the movie, but it's in the books. I was going to say, was the ship in the movie? The ship was in, but they don't explain it at all. It's yeah, just they don't a, explain like a it. beautiful little Vista. And you see Ben just sort of wandering toward Barrow. Yeah. Okay. So vampires way back in the day are ruled by a council. They decide to make their presence known to, you know, the population of the world and people reject them. So Vicente, who's the head like council vampire, and um, I guess in this movie he's played by Danny Houston. You talking about Marlo? Yeah, Marlo. Yeah, Marlo. So this is how the book is goes. So you find out that these vampires are like, holy shit! There's towns that basically have thirty days of darkness. So we can just go there and feast and yada yada yada. They'll repopulate the place. We can just go back, you know, hit different towns each year, and you know, it's a blood buffet basically. Um, Gross. So Vicente, I think people would notice if every year yeah, a whole a different town, town died. started wiped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But um, so anyway, like what happened to Round Rock? <laughs> Vicente, like you know, reveals themselves to the world. They they reject them. Basically, they hunt vampires. You know, like and so they go into hiding. And that's kind of like this: the standard vampires are clandestine, and you know, now they're back to just being legends and monsters, and they've got this reputation but they're going to keep it that way. You know, we hide in the shadows, we don't go too crazy. And then, you know, we, we do fine. Which there was um, a good line in the movie where the lead vampire says like, we took us centuries to get them right. to believe we're stuff of nightmares. We can't let anybody live. Cause they'll go tell everybody, Oh, guess what? Guess who's real, you know, <laughs> yeah, vampires. Exactly. Basically they'll hunt us down again. Like they did before. So, um, in the book, some vampires are coming over to do this. And then Vicente, the, the head council vampire finds out, and he actually shows up to stop the vampires. He's like, Y'all are about to fuck it up for everybody. So like the head vampire shows up to Barrow um, and he's like, fuck this. You guys got to stop. There's a few other minor changes like, you know, something that happens to the strangers different in the movie and the book. But that's the main thing is Vicente comes over to stop them. Like the vampires like, y'all can't do this. You're going to fuck it up. And this movie, we don't get that aspect of it. I was say there wasn't even a Vicente character. In this no, episode. I think it was kind of supposed to be like, it, I think it just dropped that whole plot line. Gotcha. Because then Marlo's like, you know, like, hey, we're going to do this, but we got to make sure it looks like an accident because we don't want to fuck this up. We've got a good thing going. Let's make sure we, we make the town look like it was an accident and everyone died that way. So they dropped the whole Vicente thing, but um, that's the main difference. But so mm -hmm. what it is, is they come over on the boat and the stranger is one of the crew members um, pick to kind of basically be like, Hey, go take care of all this shit. Go do the, the pre, the pre-work, the mm -hmm. setup, and then we'll make you a vampire with us. Mm -hmm. And okay. that's the promise. So his job is basically to make sure nobody can leave. Right. So they kill all the sled dogs. You know, the airport gets taken out. 
And which we uh, see. In oh, yeah, great does he graphic... destroy the helicopter yes, too? Yes, he's the one who throws yeah. the, the helicopter Damn, pieces into the giant. Is thorough the for muffin just a, maker for just a sailor man. He yeah. sure can fuck all these things. And up. I think maybe he he was from there or something like that. I think he was on a boat that was coming back to that area. Like he because he was familiar with the town of some something. But like they don't that. recognize well, not in the movie. Him. Yeah. Not really at think, all. I don't think they recognize him. But like I think because I mean he knew exactly where the the um, the grinder was. He knew yeah. where the phones were. I mean he knew. I always thought the vampires did it, or at least maybe they like helped. Like it makes sense that he did it. It was like, just because the they didn't even come in until but, it was man, set to oh, go. I would. I'm gonna headcanon that away because I don't believe he could do all that in one day. There's no way. The yeah. dude's crafty. Because <laughs> then you see him later, and he's not actually. All, he immediately starts a fight in a diner. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's not he's not as good as he thinks he is. But so, so that's speaking the of the bar, yeah, he the, our stranger. Uh, let's just call him Ben Foster because <laughs> that's the <laughs> actor's name, and I've seen him in other things. He goes and sits down at the table, or he sits down at the bar, and I thought he was a vampire because he's like, I want raw meat. Yes, I thought so, he's too. He's like, we're not going to give you that. And he's like, well, give me some booze. And he's like, we don't serve booze during the 30 days a night because people get sad. And I was like, wouldn't that be the perfect time for booze? <laughs> want suicides. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, you ain't going to give me nothing, whatever I want. And you know, he starts making a kerfuffle. And that's when Josh Hartnett comes in, Eben, and he arrests him and takes him to the jail cell. Well, he starts a fight. His wife shows up and holds a gun to the back of the stranger's head. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think so. And then they arrest him and they take him in and they're heading back to the, the police station at that point. Yeah. And she's coming to grips with having to stay here for a full month. Yeah. And she's she, not happy about it. Not pleased. And she's like, well, where are you going to stay? I can stay with Billy. You know, I'm not going to stay with you because our marriage is on the rocks right now. And Evan's pissed about this. He's just like, you, you're ignoring this. We're not talking about things. Like, and there was some problem they had. I think it was like kids or something yeah. like that. They don't really go into the details. Which is good. We didn't yeah, really do like go too deep that. into it. They, they make enough references to the things they had different to kind of be like, okay, I get it. Agreed. They lock Ben Foster up. And he starts lamenting about like, oh, you guys going to get it. Yeah, death They're is on coming. their way. You don't know what's about to happen. He, he, he. Like, oh, <laughs> man. And it cuts to like their power station. And this is like the first kill of the movie where they're at this power station. And it's just one guy. I mean, and I guess it has to be because everyone's leaving. And he's out. And then the, the fucking vampires like just circle him like sharks. They just start circling around him at super speed. And he's like. Who's there? You kids cut it out. And then they just fucking jump on him and eat his throat. And it's ridiculously gruesome. This um, movie is heavy on the gore. Yeah. And there's like blood. And I mean, you see the whole shit and it happens fast. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, but it's only 16 minutes into the movie and yeah. shit's tits up. Like this movie's actually really well written also, which I thought was because some of the stuff they edited out, I was like, okay, that's fine. I can get that. But like there's a scene earlier when, you know, day to day life has happened. Everyone's leaving. Um, Bo, the the old kind of grizzled lives on the outskirts like you know plow guy gets a ticket and billy's like why did you give why did you give him a ticket Evan? he's like look that guy lives on the edge of town like he has no connection to this town giving him a ticket reminds him that he's part of this community like so you get the idea that Evan really fucking gives a shit like he yeah. really cares and understands this community and how things work and he's he's smart but that yeah that shark scene where they like <laughs> the shark yeah. scene the scene where they're like surrounding that dude. One thing I noticed in this movie is like the negative and positive like lighting with the white snow. The mm -hmm. way they did that looks so good in every scene. Agreed. And uh, I guess that was CG. I mean, I guess the snow wasn't, but like the the black yeah like they background must, they stuff color corrected it really really, yeah. really well. Um, it looks great. It's not too dark to where you can't see stuff, but it's dark enough to where you get this really creepy vibe. Yeah. Um, so then the power goes out at the jail. Eben's like, "Well, I better go see what the fuck's happening," and so he leaves. <laughs> 
to go check out the power. And um, I guess, are they playing Risk? I couldn't tell what they were playing. I thought it was Risk, but it doesn't look like Risk. Yeah, well, they're playing some board game and uh, the fucking stranger's just yippity yapping. And uh, he's like, don't take Asia. You're going to waste all your troops in Asia. <laughs> Never get in a ground war in Asia. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Did they say that in the movie? No. Oh, I was all like, <laughs> no. And I so, must have missed the whole Risk scene. <laughs> no, he's like, no one to come help. Shut up. Ignore him, Jake. You can feel it. That cold ain't the weather. That's death approaching. Who do you think they're gonna take first? Hmm? The girl thinks a gun will help her. The kid, sheriff's kid, or the old gal. Shut up! Evan's kid like throws a plastic piece at him and he's like, yeah. Thank you for the plastic. I can snap that apart and take the lock. No, you won't. Jake, can't. Jake! Jake! You shithead. Yeah. And it's, it's Eben's younger brother. Oh, brother. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eben is at the power station. He gets there and he sees uh, the guy's head like on a stake. And he's like, oh, fuck. All right, some serious shit's going on. So he runs back to town and he's like, everyone, go indoors and grab your firearms. And I was like, Alaska's like Texas. (laughs) Just like it, only with snow. (laughs) Yeah. Garrett, do you know in the comic, the vampires seem to speak English? They do. They do. In the movie, they made up a brand new language for them to speak. They can speak English. And I think in the comic, they just put it in English to make it easier. Okay. But I yeah, didn't in know the if movie, that maybe was brought up later with the Vicente character. Or any no, of that kind of I stuff. think, I think maybe like I got, I got the fact that like, like, Oh, they're from someplace that we're not familiar with. But um, no, it was a brand new, completely made up language that a, a New Zealand like linguist like created for this movie. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. So it's a, a brand new language that they speak, but they do also speak English at some points because there's a couple times when, um, fuck, Marlo. Marlo. I, I almost wanted to call him it's Mary. because it's Marlo and Bar- Barrow. Yeah, like, uh, wow. Marlo was all like, God, you know, I don't yeah, hear no God. God. You yeah. know, like, I was like, oh, shit, so they speak English. And I think at this point is when shit goes off the rails, right? right? Yeah, so uh, Evan uh, frees his little brother, and then it's just, like, chaos. There's a really good scene of, I, th- I want to say it was, like, Billy or one of the townsmen, his wife just gets taken through the window mm-hmm. like one of the vampires smashes in and just grabs her and pulls her out and they it goes under throw the house another body through the window oh, I thought one of them jumped through I thought one of the guys jumped through the yeah, window yeah that's what I thought oh I thought yeah, it was he, a body yeah, okay. one of the vampires jumps through like just head first just okay. rolls across the table stands up on the other end like surprise it's me like a, like a yep. circus clown <laughs> and then um <laughs> Then the wife's like, what the shit? And like stands in front of the window and someone grabs her and pulls her out the window. And they go under the house and then they like break the husband's legs. This is when we start to see the really powerful supernatural element of like their strength and speed. Yeah. Because they're like throwing her and running her under the buildings like real quick. Yeah. Yeah. They're impervious to bullets more or less. Like if you like shotgun them to the head is pretty much the head. They're like zombies. Head damage is really the only thing that slows them down. Or removing the head entirely. Yeah. Yeah. The man, the red on the white snow is such a good visual Mm -hmm. cue. I think that's why a lot of people like doing the polar horror films, you know, because it is a good visual is this where we get that aerial shot where it's yes. like looking down at the town and you just see all the vampires like going in and out of houses, people getting bitten into yep. pieces and man, it's mm-hmm. such a cool scene. 
Oh yeah, the 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 over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a very early kind of drone shot, almost like a like you'd see on your Apple TVs now, and it's like real, just slow, and and below you just see vampires just fucking everybody up, man. Yeah, but this one thing that I kind of had a weird thing. It seems like this takes place that flying over scene. It seems like that takes place in one night, like the first night. But That's this movie does take place the whole 30 days because at the end of the movie, not to put too much of a spoiler on it, like right. the sun does come up and that pinpoints a certain event that happens. Yeah. So it must have been the full 30 days, but it seems like all this happens in like the span of one night. Yeah, I, I think the initial chaos does and then they're just in the, eventually they like go hide in an attic. I think they're up there for a long time. I think time. so too. The movie does not make that no, clear because we were like, yo, they need to pace themselves. They're going to be done in one day. Yep. So the movie does at times feel a little disjointed, like we time jump into mm -hmm. another scenario or situation, but they do also drop in day 27. Like if you look, if you saw it, they do have little timestamps at random oh, points I of the movie. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't catch those. Yeah. Okay, my um, bad. In particular, the first one I remember seeing was day seven, and then we got day 18, and then day 27. So I must it wasn't have completely like a, overlooked those. I had, yeah, I had subtitles on this one, so maybe when those came up, I thought they were oh, subtitles. So. They were white in the bottom corner, so yeah. you might have missed it. But yeah, they did punctuate that. But again, it's like some of the scenes just didn't seem to flow quite right. Agreed. Like, What's going on yeah. now? Okay. But as they're doing this, they're using like humans to like bait out other people. They're like sending like a girl yeah, through a town. Really it's all like, hello, is anyone here? Help, help, help. And then like no one comes out to rescue her. And then the vampires like jump down. She's like, I tried. I tried to get him. There's no one else. And they're just like, okay, you're dead now. Yeah. And that's, it's, so, yeah, the creepy, creepy like aspects of how they go about it. Right. Too. So like fast forward a bit because yeah, a lot of crazy shit happens. They, you know, the survivors group up. And then like I mentioned, they hide in an attic for a really long time. That's where some crazy shit happens. Or like, yeah, that they, beat out with that that woman who then they kill that sucked for her man and somewhere in the same mix around there the the stranger uh, yes. ben who has been locked up in the the jail cell who did all their bidding like the vampires show up and they're like you did everything we asked and he's like cool thank you You're like now make me one of you like you promised and then he turns to like his wife the vampire turns to his like his wife vampire and is like they'll believe anything or the things that these humans yeah. believe. And then like snaps Ben's neck, yep. like straight up just kills him. Like we're not going to make you like totally double crosses Ben, which kind of sucks. Yeah. During the murder montage scene, they do cut back to Ben Foster's character. And he's like, they left me. They didn't, Turn me like they promised. Yeah. I was like, oh, look. And then they show up later. <laughs> then they yeah. show up later to kind of you think, oh, they're gonna make good yeah. on it, and they just kill them. Like, yep, yeah, no, we're good because they say, don't turn any. Dis of them. Yeah, turn, cut all the heads off. Don't turn anybody, which happens to like a few people we know, but like for the most part, they're like not creating more vampires. Yeah, Marlo says, make sure to remove the heads. We're not gonna have any of these people turn into vampires, which they kind of do, but they let a few slip through the cracks. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a really creepy child vampire they stumble upon at some point in like the convenience store yeah, when they're, they're looking like, for food. Exactly. And um, then Eben's like brother, younger brother or something like that has to like cut the head yeah, off it and he like dude, loses his shit. He's like, they like decapitate a child in this movie. And um, yeah, and Ben, uh, Eben, quite a few Eben's little brother is yeah. not okay with it. No, and it's funny because <laughs> it's right in front of a Pepsi machine, and they showed this to the Pepsi executives, and it, and it was originally in front of a Pepsi Max, and they're like, "We don't want it in front of the Max. Can you make it a regular Pepsi logo?" And they CGI'd out the Max. Are you so, serious? How do you make that distinction? Like regular Pepsi is murder <laughs> Pepsi, but this is yeah. this Max. Yeah, let's keep it clean. Yeah, you can kill children in front of the Pepsi logo all that you want, just no Pepsi yeah. Max. Guess okay? what? People aren't drinking today. Yeah, is it? Max 
Max Pepsi. I had to Google it. I was like, I don't even remember that fucking product. It's still around. It's basically, I drink it. It's ah. basically like oh. the no sugar, no um, calorie like Pepsi, but it actually tastes just like Pepsi. Oh, it's like Coke Zero. Pepsi. Yeah, okay. but it's actually one of the few the ones that actually does taste like it's no sugar, thing. no murders, no calories. Pepsi Max. You know, Pepsi Max. <laughs> Unlike child heads, you can guarantee there's no calories in this soda pop. It. That's a great opportunity. That, like, we're not only <laughs> this won't murder your diet. No. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm into it. I don't. I don't remember what happens. I mean, the movies. A lot of them just hold yeah. up, like trying to figure well, out how yeah, they're going to survive. Right? At they're some point, they meet out. Billy, and Billy's like a mess now. Oh, this was a really good scene. So they, his partner Billy, they make it over to Billy's house because yeah. he's flashing a light into where yeah. they're hiding in the That's attic. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets in there and I think what the movie's trying to tell us is that Billy killed his entire family. Yeah, that's exactly what they tell so us. So they don't turn into vampires. Yeah. Like, he preemptively dude. killed his two kids and his wife and Eben is like, that's your fucking family. You never hurt your family. And it gets like real kind of like crazy about it. Like Billy's like, I just didn't want him to do like that. And I tried to shoot myself, but the gun jammed and I couldn't even do that. And so now... Here That's like the suicide option too early. Like, you know, <laughs> keep the one bullet for yourself. You know, they always tell you that yeah. in the bad situations. Like, dude, you pulled the trigger way too soon. Well, his his um his gun jam. Remember, he didn't it's not that he couldn't do it, his gun jam. Oh no, I'm saying enacting oh, that plan. Yeah. Oh, was doing yeah, it yeah. way too soon. Yeah, He's yeah. like, it, he, it wasn't a no-win scenario. Wait till they start just, trying to yeah. come in the front door yeah, before then you, you... then you take yourselves out. They made The studio made them cut this scene out. And oh, then, really? Yeah, and then when it went to test audiences, people were like, why is Billy acting so weird? Oh. And the director was able to go back to the studio and be like, yo, let me put this shit back Damn, in. Damn, you did some research, John. Yeah. All right, right on. I told you, boy, he's got some numbers. Okay. <laughs> well, I read the book, so I know those, but like, I'm just like... I think the movie would have been suffered a lot from not having that in it. For sure, because um, you would have seen Billy and not understand like his trauma and like why is he crying so much well so many movies do that where they put people in situations where they're like this is going to like en- enhance their character or make them explain why they're behaving the way they are the thing with Billy really like it doesn't play out like normally either it's not like I did this I gotta live with the guilt yeah. like he did it and he's like I had to do what I had to do and Eben's the one that has a real fucking problem with it and then um, when Eben's younger brother has to kill the kid he has a problem with it so like all the development of the characters is very, you know, safe, but the way they do it is not as heavy handed as a lot of movies will do it. Like this is why this person's messed up. It's like, so that happened anyway. They're kind of fucked now. Let's go. Yeah. The scene wouldn't be, uh, uh, the scene is so impactful. It makes the whole product better. Yep. I think so. I'm glad they left it in there. Then they're going back to the power plant, right? Or where, where where's that little grinder place that has the giant, I like think grinder. it's a power plant. I think or it's some kind of plant. Some sort of industrial situation. Yeah, um, I just, I'm not familiar of any factory in this town that we live in that has a giant grinder. <laughs> grinder well, it was on the edge of town. I mean, they, they used it for like a bunch of different stuff. I think it's like there's the general it's like power plant, like the general destroyer like plant. industrial complex, if you will. Okay. But, yeah. um, so what was the purpose of going over there? Did they have, what was the plan? It was, we're going to go get the lights from the grow house that right. some lady was growing marijuana for her cancer. For her cancer. Which was a big deal in 2007. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, whatever. And I guess that was like Eben's grandmother, right? Yes. Because yes. he's like, oh, is that why you wanted to go to grandma's? Yeah, to his younger brother. He's like, you want to go live with grandma because she smoke, she, she grows weed? And he's like, no. I mean, yeah. But. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's, um, I think they were going there because they thought it was the safest place to be. Okay. Eben baits the vampires to go to grandma's house where the lights are right. while the other ones escape. The to daylight the UV power lights. Plant, yeah. So, right? And the rest are going to basically kind of like go hide out in the power plant. So, and because the, the thing is that beforehand they have a conversation, he's all like, 
well, how do we stop? And he's like, I don't know. Like, doesn't daylight stop vampires? And they're like, that's just in movies. There's no way that we know that like movie lore is correct lore. And I thought that was pretty cool. That they acknowledged yeah, that. I was yes. like, that's just like, shit we've heard. We don't know if that's actually true or not. It's like, well, what else we got? You know, it's like, might as well try it. Yeah. It's true. They were like, well, we might as well just start burning through our options here. And they do. And you find out that it works because Evan, Evan distracts them, gets to the grow house or grandma's house, if you will. <laughs> it's a girl house. And then though. the rest of them get to the 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 complex, the um, the big business thing. I keep saying complex, but the industrial like building. And then we'll the vampires the power, power plant. Power plant. And then um, oh, they're going the to wife. the power plant because it still has power. Oh, that's right. That's right. But yeah, so the vampires surround the house that Evans in. Evans in the wife vampire, you know, runs in because she really wants to kill. And Marlo's like, all right, go for it, girl. Like, I'll give you give you this one. <laughs> and then she runs in, gets full on lighted. Yeah. And half her face is burned and she is like dying, like burned bad. And then they break the generator so Evan has no more power. And then he's got to get back to the complex. But Marlo kills his like wife vampire. He's like, yeah, what's broken? What's we we all know what's broken can't be broken more or something like that. And he like kills her like, hey, look, you're you're dying. We got to kill you. Which I guess they don't have regenerative properties that we've seen in other vampire movies. Okay. You know, so like, that's one of their weaknesses. Maybe some, but maybe not to that. Usually it's like here, drink some blood. You better like <laughs> yeah. a lot yeah. of times in those vampire movies. But a lot of times the UV damage seems to be like permanent. Permanent. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's just like the, the ace in the hole, you know? Yeah, so Evan gets to the power plant, and it's when they're there, they find out that Stella and some little kid that Stella went to go try to rescue are trapped underneath a building outside. And they're like, if we go after her, the vampires are going to know we're here, and they're going to come kill us, or we can just let her die, and we'll be fine and wait this whole thing out. Evan can't do that. Evan can't be okay with that. No. So he comes up with the plan after one of their friends inside starts to turn into a vampire and gets thrown into the grinder. Well, it's Billy. Oh, right, you yeah, know, so they go save, when they go in to save uh, the people, right? Isn't that where Billy gets bit? Yeah, the little kid scratches Billy or something like that, right? Right, so Billy, like, and then he pushes the kid into the grinder, and then his arm gets stuck in the grinder, too. And so he's, like, crying out, and then he becomes, like... Well, no, no, because one of the vampires gets in. Remember, one of the vampires gets in that oh, building. Oh, right, yeah, And yeah. Billy's like, well, I'm already, like, fucked. I'm going to push this vampire into yes. the, the grinder. He does. His arm gets cut oh, off in the process. gross. And Billy mans up, man. He takes charge. He does. Like, but he got the blood on him, so he's going to start turning into a vampire. So they kill Billy. Oh, and, and which is probably scene. the most visceral kill in yeah. the movie. Oh, they just hack his head off with an axe. And they show it. Yeah, it doesn't, they don't cut away, and it takes more than one blow. This isn't like a... Oh, Oh, one swing. No, I mean, he has to chop away. You like are a fucking chopping tree. away at heads. And that's like the fourth time we've seen a head take like five hits to chop through. But Ooh. so Billy gets deheaded. Do you guys think you'd make a good vampire? No. A good vampire? Yeah. I don't know. Could you manage? I don't want to have to eat people. That's Can't go terrible. out in the light. I don't Gotta care drink about the blood. <laughs> Bro, I'm, already, I'm already fucking, if I could be, I'd be nocturnal already. That's like a non-starter. <laughs> You're already a cave salamander. Yeah, I mean, like, shit. fucking the sun. Ugh. I mean, I don't know if I'd make a good vampire, but maybe a good vampire hunter. That'd be mm. fun. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I could manage. I don't want to live forever. Yeah, you think I'd probably stick myself on day eight. Run out of things to do. <laughs> day eight, Jesus. Yeah. You'd still be regularly alive after. I, you can see where this is going. <laughs> he pulls the John and just sits down. He's like, well, I'm just going to die here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're immortal, so you're just like, fuck. It's taking forever. Mark dies in eight days. <laughs> so Stella, so Stella's out there with the kid under the building, and then Eben, after having to kill Billy, like, and he starts to turn, is like, we've got to go out there and get her. Um, he decides to inject himself with Billy's blood, who was turning into a vampire. Yep. As you turn, you're still part human for a while. 
So he injects himself with vampire blood, starts to turn, goes out to fight the vampires mano a mano so Stella and the kid can escape back to the power plant. It's fucking great. I am noticing that a lot of these plans they're building is built on iffy and shakeable facts. They got no choice. Hey, what else are you going to do, man? They got (laughs) iffy and shakeable facts to work with. Got to work with what you got. Yeah, so like Evan punches Mono like straight through the head. Well, they have a good fight scene. They let's, do. Let's not like just breeze through. They have a really cool. And they also cue the vampire drum music so you know shit's about to go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all the other vampires obviously circle. They they're circle like, them. Fight, 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 yeah. fight, yeah, fight, 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 club. fight. It's totally fight club. And they're like, they're going at it. And then because uh, Marlo's like, ah, the one that likes to fight. Basically acknowledging the fact that Evan's like been kicking ass this whole time. They go at it mano a mano and then finally comes to the killing blow, which my roommate lost her shit. She thought it was the funniest thing. John, it's like, pretty ridiculous. To like, be John, you, you were saying. Yeah, it just punches him right through the fucking head. It's incredible. Yeah, Evan like, puts his, his mouth. fist through his mouth out the back of his head, and the rest of the vampires are like, oh shit, did it's that like just society. happen? society. <laughs> yeah. It's, what happens then? Do they just all walk they off leave. and leave? Yeah. And like, well, I guess the we're is, done here. They realize they're like, we've got to get them. Because, I mean, the thing is, this is the last night. They know the sun's about right. to come out, so they got to get back to and the ship. And they did set the town on fire. So yeah, the the vampires decide to set the town on fire at Marlowe's like, yeah, he's, he's like, like we he's gotta like, clean this all up. We got to make it look like a giant accident. So they break the 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 oil pipe, and they're like, we'll burn the town so it'll look like a giant accident. And that's how everyone died. They'll never know we were here. And they're about to leave. That's when Evans like, I got this. I'm gonna go ahead and get Stella out of the so way. So if he had just done nothing. They also would have just left. You know what? That's a good point. Well, the, the town would have burned. And she, remember they said Stella would have burned underneath the building? Oh, yeah. Because the, okay. the town was already burning the at that point. The whole reason he turned himself into a vampire was go save her because she's like, stuck he, under Either she burns right, to right. death or she gets out and I die. So yep. he chose the That's sacrifice right. option. So and then you have, the vampires right. run back to the boat. They disappear. And then it's Stella and Eben, who's now full on vampire, right. sitting at the edge of town and they had made up when she was under there and he's like i should have never left you i'm so sorry and he's like i love you too and so they're like back to being together that's important for so they go sit at this location that's when when josh barnett wandered off set never to be seen again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they go sit on the edge of town where like the sun's gonna rise and set which is evidently a big date spot right and the sun rises and evan like gets burned away he chars in a very cool like death scene it was very cool and Stella's like, oh, what was me? And then, bam, cut to the credits. Yeah. The end. So, and they would never fix their marital woes. It's a mm-hmm. good-ass movie, it though. Is. Like, it pay, it's paced. I saw it was two hours, and I was like, oh, God, this is going to be rough. But it, it flows it's well. It's tight two hours. And, that uh, middle part is a little bit slow, and there's yeah, the addicts and stuff like that. I'll give like you that. that. But there's some cool scenes also when, like, um, Bo gets the thresher. Yes. And like starts just using it as this giant mobile chainsaw to like hack vampires in half and like saw them and like. He has cool. a really pitiful death though. He's like, come and get me and like blows himself out of the window like with TNT. He's not even dead. So he tried to kill <laughs> yeah. him. He tried to sacrifice himself and take out vampires, yeah. but he only ended up burning himself and then gets killed by the oh, vampires like, anyway. Oh, that was a little less effectual than you wanted it to be. <laughs> but he was a cool guy. Um, I like this character. And I, it was uh, all said and done. There was uh, 54 on-screen kills in this movie. Really? Yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah. That's a pretty high death count. But are you counting the aerial shots or just in general? Uh, aerial shots, everything. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is from, I, I didn't count it. I got to give a shout out to Carnage Count on YouTube. Were they who, counting the dogs? They did not count the dogs. Well, fuck them, man. You know what? Mm-hmm. Count the dogs. Yes. All right. Add another 45 to the total. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, I'd recommend this film. Uh, same. There's not been a lot of, uh, as we mentioned before, there's not been many good vampire movies recently. I mean, True Blood and Twilight and what else is there? That's really, it, really, you know? yeah. A lot of young adult stuff, but... 
I'm not a huge vampire fan, so I don't really watch a lot of vampire movies, but this is one of the ones that I was definitely like. It was like that Johnny yo. Johnny Depp thing. Like they're almost comedy comedic now, like in its shadows. Like I guess that's, what we do in the shadows? Some, that's not Johnny Depp, but well, I know, but there was another I would one too. love, oh, I would I pay good money to remake. watch this movie remade with the, the cast of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> like have what's her face is the familiar being like the guy who goes into town and have like, um, God, I'd love that so much. It's almost like vampire aren't scary anymore. Oh man. I, you know, I don't know. It just, it was, it reminded me that vampires could be creepy Dark and shadows. cool. That's Dark what Shadows. You're That's of. what it is. Yeah. But yeah, we don't get that a lot. There was a direct to DVD sequel in 2010. Did anybody see it? No, but it is based directly off the books, which I did read. I had uh, no idea. I didn't I haven't seen it either, so I guess we'll won't know if it's any good. <laughs> but I'm uh, sure you'll watch it eventually, John. <laughs> yeah, if it's ever streaming free, I'll come across it. Would you guys rather come across a dead body? Or a, a head on a pole. Head on a pole seems more manageable. I'd rather come across a dead body. Because here's my thoughts. Head on a pole, 100% definitely some sort of maniac crazy shit's happening. Because not only did someone die, they got decapitated. Someone went and found a pole and put this guy's head on it. A dead body could be an accident. It could be an animal. Like Yeah, even if like, like oh, they got killed, but they left the body. Cool. To put a head on a pike, you're just like, ooh, you're real fucked up. Yeah, you're fucking rub, like, rubbing it in here. Oh, this is like, oh, oh my God. So, I'm not great with this. This movie uh, made $15 million its opening week. week. Weekend. What was his budget, though? Oh, good question, Mark. I did not write that number down. Well, how did you? Why did you even bother? <laughs> it made this much money, but we don't know how much it cost. John lost his numbers. Uh, budget was thirty million dollars and ended up grossing seventy-five point five. Did know okay. it made seventy-five. So it was it was a success. Yeah. Cool. This had like in typical nineties, late nineties or early two thousands fashion. Um, two thousand seven, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Kind of early, kind yeah. of early, super fast, shaky cam. Like oh, the cuts yeah. were so fast, and like during the action sequence, the camera's jiggling so much. Like I'm so glad we've toned some of that down because mm-hmm. it was jarring in certain scenes. Like when the vampires are chasing the car and jump on top of it, mm-hmm. the camera was moving so much. I was like, I was yelling, I was like, "Hold still! I want to <laughs> see what's going on, you jerks." That's just how uh, action was back then. It was very like, 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 oh, we'll shake the camera more. That'll show that we're really there. And it's like you can shake it some, but let's let's keep it within. I agree. Yeah, a little bit too much of that for sure. I'm glad we've matured out of that phase for sure. Well, three recommendations all around? Yes. Highly. Yep. Oh, also one thing that's different is um, the stranger gets shot in the head in the prison early on. Like when they're like telling him to shut up and stuff like that, they actually shoot him. Uh, Stella and uh, Evan like shoot him, like shut up and then they kill him. And um, that's how he dies in the book as opposed to in the movie. But um, I thought it worked better in the movie, honestly. Real time follow up, yeah. the sequel uh, called Dark Days, 17% on Rotten Tomato. Oof. So, make of, and Fangoria gave it one and a half stars. That's not great. So, make of that what you will. Sounds absolutely fantastic. <laughs> well, unless you guys have anything else, I guess that'll be it. That's it for me. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.